player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 190 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show one. How we doing? Fan. Fantastic. If this is the first time you're seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the buttons. No, damn it. Started thinking. <laughs> make sure you like the buttons. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, share the video with friends, family, and everyone in between. We are creeping ever so much more closely to 1,000 subs, and we would like to get there. So thank you very much for everybody that's been helping us to get there. What's in between friends and family? Everything in between. <laughs> Enemies. Enemies are between friends and family? Depends. <laughs> Acquaintances. You know what they always say, keep your friends close. Your enemies between friends and family. <laughs> uh, if you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash stores. No, damn it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our <laughs> producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as our affiliate, James Solar. I got muted. If you like merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And whenever we start twitching, it'll be at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Why do you get the heebie-jeebies? I was twitching. Oh, you're twitching. <laughs> I thought you were heebie-jeebie. You can also find us at heebie-jeebie.com. I don't even know if that's a website, so I'm not going to finish that. <sighs> How you doing? Sponsored by Starbucks. I wish. Oh, my God. I, we would be set for life if Starbucks <laughs> freaking sponsored this. Um, also, if you didn't know, last week I started a new, uh, what's it called? Segment called Wear Your F- Mask. Wahoo! Wahoo! <laughs> Just do it. Come on. It's, yeah, it's Stop easy. being stupid. Um, Cheeto Jesus I got a finally haircut. started wearing one. You did. I, I got that. a haircut today. Had to wear a mask. I mean, I would have worn a mask regardless, but they make you wear a mask. But during a haircut, it is the worst because it's just How all they the little get clippings above? are just like oh, dropping. So I need <laughs> to wear my temporary mask when I finally get mine cut. Yeah. Not my nice Nintendo mask. Yeah. But worth it. Needed a haircut bad. Eliza got a haircut today. Oh, yeah? Noah went with uh, her and Jess, she and Jess, them, uh, to uh, what's it called? Pigtails and Crew Cuts, I think it's what it's called, something like that. Never it's like it. a little kid. It's over uh, by Soulfish and stuff and Target in Germantown. Mellow Mushroom, that kind of area. Okay. <laughs> God, please come through. Because that was, what did, what did you, what did you eat? Korean wings. <laughs> uh, leftover booyahs. Okay. <laughs> I had buffalo chicken Booyah. sandwich, and I feel fantastic. Um, yeah, so she got a haircut. Noah was going to get one too, but there were two that no. they couldn't fill <laughs> no in. Needs a haircut. Yeah, bad. I know. It, it's at this point, my clippers and my <laughs> shears are of no use at this. No, point. they wouldn't. They wouldn't cut it. <clears throat> cut it. Get it. It out. Yeah, I was going to. Dang it. What's up, Sean? Oh, you know. I don't know. Nothing. All right, we'll get right into for, it then. For the fourth month in a row, nothing, nothing at all. Going on. 
We got a long night tonight because after this episode, we're going to be recording. Oh, that's another thing I forgot to say. We're going to be recording our Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast, so stay tuned for that. It'll go up on Friday. We did put up last Friday our 11th, which is crazy. We've been on Patreon for almost a year now. Our 11th, 11th Patreon exclusive episode. We ranked our top 10 core Mario games, and it was a lot of fun. Yes. Something that I don't know how we haven't done yet. I feel like we've done Zelda multiple times. No, we've only done it I once. Mean, we've probably only done it once, but it feels like we... But I think we talk about I think it we just like talk. every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was good. So join right now, $5 above Patreon, if you want to go over there and check that out, as well as the other 10 bonus episodes. They are available now for everybody, $5 and above. So thank you for that. Uh, speaking of Mario, did you see this? I think it was just yesterday. A new world record was set for a video game sale in terms of USD. A sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers 1 on the NES sold for $114,000. Just a standard copy? It was like degraded, whatever, because you, you send it somewhere, they make sure everything's safe, they put it in its own plastic case above the plastic that it's wrapped in and everything. $114,000. The previous record was also Super Mario 1 for, I think, one hundred and five and change. $114,000 for Mario 1. I don't understand. I don't get it. I Like, who's buying this? I know. Um, somebody that thinks they can flip it for an extra $5,000 or something, I guess. But, like, maybe. But if you were the only one willing to pay that much for it, who are you going right. to sell it to? It's not even like it's cool. Like, it would be cool if I could get my hands on, like, a Neo Geo and hook that up. Because that's freaking cool. Yeah. Like Mario's just Mario. I, I will never understand that. I, I understand the collecting. I don't understand spending that much money on something. Right. Man, I don't know. Good for them. Good for you, whoever you are, if you're watching. Congratulations. Anything you want to talk about, Sean? Um other than your hair. Fantastic. Your hair gets grayer the shorter it is. Mine gets grayer the longer it is. It's just, yeah, I think when it's short, the light hits it different, and it's just, like, it's very gray. Oh. Did I show you this hilarious picture of me that I'm not going to remember to put in the notes, so don't worry about it? Um, oh. <laughs> not in the notes, in the podcast, what I meant to say. I was holding Brooklyn when Jordan and Daniel were here. Jess took this picture, and I looked at it and was like, what in the hell? I'm fully gray in that picture because I'm right in the sunlight. Just, but even if you weren't gray at all, I think your hair would look like that. Exactly. It's just, it's just reflecting. It's so weird. It's not because it's gray, but... But it is super gray. It's... De- <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what the hell? I know I'm going gray, but it doesn't look like that. Was that the one or is there another one? That was it. Oh, okay. I thought you were looking for it, and then you came across that one, too. Yeah, that's it. Put that in the podcast. I won't. No, no, are we doing spoilers? No, I'm just, when you're editing the video, you're going to see me doing this, and be like, what is he doing? And I'm going to be like, I'm not going to try to send that to my Mac, and no. You could probably hear that coming through. You think so? Through. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't be able to hear it. This table. All right. What have you played this week, Sean? Um, you really have to think that hard. Well, I'm saving that. Okay. I'm trying to think if I played anything else because I didn't play anything else. 
Well, when I turned my PS4 on to get it, I was still in The Last of Us. So I know I haven't played anything since then. See, I turned off standby. I, I don't ever have mine go in standby mode because one time it was oh, all really? freaky. So I just said, no, if I, t- if I put it into rest mode, standby is oh, not on. I've been playing a lot of Mario Party. Not Mario Party. Mario Maker. But I said Mario Party because I just randomly started playing. Mario Party? Not. Uh, not. So I started playing multiplayer co-op. It's fun. It's kind of a poop show because it's meant to be like... Meant to be. Meant to be. Um, (laughs) Cooperative, as the name suggests. But without fail, there's always at least one person there that's just trying to sabotage everything and thinks it's hilarious. Oh, like you whenever we play a new Super Mario game together, yeah. Yeah, but then occasionally you'll get. There's a couple times where I was partnered with somebody really cool, and like we're clearly trying to work together to beat this level that otherwise would have been unbeatable. And so when it works out well, it's pretty fun. But then most of the time, it's just a bunch of idiots playing and whatever. But it's still fun. One thing that that just made me think of because I basically threw my phone in the pool on Saturday. Oh yeah, it's okay. So I can say without fail that the iPhone 11 is in fact water resistant. Yeah, I could have just pushed you in the other day. You could have, but let's not make this a <laughs> thing now. I'm sitting on the edge of the pool. Who was in the pool? I think it was just Jack and maybe Casey because we were doing s'mores and stuff there last night here. And I'm sitting on the edge of the pool and I'm holding my iPhone sitting on the edge of the pool watching the clown <laughs> I don't know the words. I was holding my phone in my left hand, and mosquitoes love me. So I'm holding... Let's get water <laughs> out of the way. Holding my phone in my left hand, just like this, and then I, like, I'd like see in out the corner pool? of my eye. No, out sitting on but the, like, side, sitting on the, the dock pool. of the bay. Legs in the pool. Okay. Two mosquitoes land on my hand. I'm like... <laughs> and uh. I go... And I watch, and I was like... <gasps> I'm like... Fully clothed. iPhone, fully clothed. And I just jumped in. Luckily, it was just in the shallow end. And it sunk like a freaking rock. It went down so fast. I jump in. I get it fully clothed. As I'm getting out, it goes back down. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to die. So then I get back down, grab it, get out, start blowing it off, take the case off, everything, freaking out. I run inside, soaking wet. And I was like, Jess, Ellie, I dropped my phone to the pool. And they're both like, Wait, I'm like, no, I know, I know, I know, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I'm texting Rasan and Jim, and Rasan's busy, and Jim's like, I think it's okay. Maybe put it in rice. I was like, shut up, Jim. You don't know anything. Rasan, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. It turns out I was fine. He said, just don't, like you were saying too, like don't plug it in anytime soon. So I just left it out overnight. I was blowing on it like a Nintendo cartridge. Um, I didn't put it in rice because at that point there was no point. I took the case off, dried it off, everything. And I guess it's okay. I think if it wasn't, it would have been not okay by now. Some people have said that sometimes what they've noticed, that, like the speakers go bad. Um, let me see. Because when I was listening to podcasts today, like when I went to Kroger, everything was fine. So let's see. Wait, we can't monetize this video now. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Okay, so the speakers sound good. So, yeah. If you drop your iPhone in the shallow end of the pool, don't know what? Shallow in the shallow, <laughs> shallow wind. 
Okay. That could be another parody that we'll never actually do. Shut up. <laughs> we're going to do it. If I had... We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Have I told you this? How Jess... Okay. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? That's how he says it. Shout out to Gary Parrish, who I apparently copy when I talk and I don't even realize <laughs> it. Um, no, if we had like the rock band drums, which I think I had and then just got rid of because I was like, I hate rock band. And it was like if Eli had bit through the chords or something and I was like, whatever, just throw it out. <laughs> if we had that, because I've got the Guitar Hero, I've got at least one guitar, if not two. I know you've got the Guitar Hero live. I've got a guitar. I'm guessing I must have just thrown out my drums yeah. too. If anybody has a pair of Guitar Hero drums or rock band drums here in Memphis that they would love to loan us, let You know, me we know. have actual drums. Yeah, but I, it's not it's it it's got to fit if we're if we're gonna do a video game parody. Spoiler alert: We need video game paraphernalia. We need the Guitar Hero and the Rock Band or Guitar Hero drums. Yeah, I guess we we won't be on if we ever film this. We will not. It will not go with the beat. It'll just be like boom, psh, boom, <laughs> psh. but it 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 won't matter. It's never gonna happen anyways. God dang it, Sean! <laughs> you had to get that last bit in there. <laughs> These mics are good. Um, so, yeah. All right. What I've been playing this week, and I know Sean has as well, is a little game called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. This game was just announced, what, two weeks ago, I think. It is the sequel to, of course, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, if you don't know it, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was the Kickstarter kickstarted game that Koji Igarashi did. Uh I think they launched the Kickstarter back in 2015 because this one kind of funny was just starting because they were in the apartment. Um, and he said, people don't believe in Metroidvanias anymore. I'm going to show them they're wrong. But they hit the Kickstarter goal to make Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which was an 8-bit spinoff, which essentially is a new version of Castlevania 3. It was amazing. We both loved it. And now, randomly out of nowhere, one of these summer game fest show things, they showed Curse of the Moon 2. And we both got it. And we both played it. And we're going to talk about it right now. Sean, what do you think? Um, I so I'm on episode. Are, are we like? I don't care if we spoil that. Apparently, it was already known by some people, oh, so I don't okay. care. So yeah, I'm in episode three. Um, I don't. I don't think I really noticed episode two get much harder. <clears throat> the only thing I noticed is that some of the boss fights end differently. Like and the very all, first one, because you don't have Dominique come down. And they all tend to end with like a... Like a last attack. Yeah, which... But can you not, get hurt? You can get hurt. I've okay, not well, died yet. I beat both... Uh, well, I beat boss one and three on episode two with one HP That's left. what I'm saying. So I don't know if the, it can't kill... It definitely hurts you, because I know I've gone from like four things down to one. Oh, okay. But maybe it can't actually kill you, but... um. Episode three absolutely is harder. Ugh. I Episode three, it's making me not like this game. I wouldn't say not like it, but not like it as much. Mm -hmm. It is, <clears throat> it's one of those. It's, it's like Streets of Rage 3. Difficult, yes. It's made more difficult than it needs to be. I started playing on, what is it, Veteran? Yeah. I had to switch to casual in episode one, level five or six. Five was almost impossible to get through, but I eventually did. 
So there's there's two difficulty levels in this. Veteran means it's like Castlevania NES where you have knockback. Right. And I think, is that the only difference, I think? you There's knockback. You have... You don't have infinite lives. Fewer, if not maybe... It may just be half of the... Um, MP? Yeah, whatever you want to call that. And the other thing I noticed, you find health, relatively speaking, all over the place on casual. In veteran, you find it as like wall wall meat, meat, and that's about it. Um, So casual is definitely easier. I'm struggling. It's not that easy. To beat episode three on casual. Like, it's tough. The end of the game. Are you all the way? So there's eight stages. You basically have to play through them three times. But it's cool because that, that was one thing I do like about this that I don't remember in the first Curse of the Moon. I don't remember it being Metroidvania-ish, whereas this definitely is because you unlock more characters, which... There's something in the first one that I kind of want to go back and play where you can... I don't know if it's maybe once you beat it or something. You can hit start or options or whatever, and there's like something that says something along the lines of enact, execute, execute, order 66, execute the curse of the moon or something. And it takes you back to the beginning, but I don't know if it's like a new game. Like, I don't know if you keep your stuff, but I'm pretty sure there's, I think this one has it more because I know the little skeletons that point the way they were in the first one. And I know there was things that, if you have certain characters, you can get to other, you know, exits from rooms and stuff. But I think there's definitely more of it in this game. Um, I am at what I can only assume is the final boss. I am, I don't know if I can beat it. Where I think I screwed up, and if you get there, I would recommend this. So... You play through everything again a third time. It shows in each level if there's like power ups or items that you like HP up. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't need it. I don't know if I can go back, but I don't think so. I I don't know. Well, I guess I haven't just tried hitting options and going to stage select. Maybe that's all I need to do. But I don't think I have enough health or mp or something like i I cannot beat this boss and everything does a lot more damage now in episode three like especially in level eight not whatever the last level eight yeah i'm getting i'm getting killed two hits by some enemies from full health and i'm not talking about some of the people that only have like you're talking about health uh zangetsu um so I don't know. I think what I need to probably do, and I looked up a YouTube video. I'm like, how do you beat this guy? And they were doing exactly what I was trying to do. I'm like, well, okay. That doesn't mean that's the only way to do it, but at least I'm not the only one trying to do it this way. Yeah. And I don't know. The thing is, it's like up here. <sighs> and I hate that. I, I hate the bosses up in the air because if you don't have Zangetsu's chain whip. So the chain whip can hit it. The, the main girl's... Thrust can hit it. She comes back? Yeah. Well, I'm not to that point. She, maybe it's in episode yeah. two, but I don't care. Um, did you find the old characters, or is that just in two-player co-op mode? No, you can get them. Okay, good. 
Um, and what else? Oh, one of the old characters. There's only a few characters that can even hit this boss that I'm aware of. And so I think what you have to do is just do all the damage that you can with those people. But make sure that when you die, you switch, you to, somebody switch else. to somebody else so that you can start back, get, get your their health, health back yeah. and do it all over again and keep, you know, just chisel away and yeah. beat them on like the fourth or fifth turn. That's the only way I'm going to have a chance to beat it if I can't go back and get oh, some items. God. Um, the last level, which is not the normal last level. Yeah, I figured. Is annoying. And you'll see why when you get there. I don't know that I'm going to get there. <laughs> Um, it's Wait, not what, a bad game. Are you playing game. on PS4 or Switch? Yeah, okay. PS4. Um, it's not a bad game. It's a good game. It's there's a lot more to it than I thought going mm-hmm. in. Um, but the difficulty, it's it's cheap difficulty. It's not. It adds nothing. It's like, well, let's make this boss take a hundred hits when. You can get the full effect of the boss by hitting it 25 times. Like, it's just like, let's inflate everything. I don't know. Um, What I'm curious about, so there's episode one, two, and then I think there's that other one. If you beat two, yeah, EX, which I need to go back and unlock and then beat. Then there's episode three, and then there's another one at the bottom. Oh, my God. What the hell? So I don't so know. Wait, wait, I don't know wait, what that. Wait, one are you is. playing through episode three or three. EX? Three. Holy God! This game's gonna take twenty five hours. EX is the one when you beat two without the oh, Zen, Zen without the Metsu sword thing. or whatever. Okay. It is. Um. So I don't know. I'm enjoying it, but I, <laughs> for the first time since probably Celeste B sides. Don't I say that through a controller. Really? That's awesome. Um to the couch. No. Oh god. The you know the little PS5 red board with all the noise the making buttons, yeah. thing. That's like propped up against the mantle and I'm like I know I'm not going to break this controller, well, but it's going to make me feel good As long as you it. have a good And aim. I didn't I didn't whip it. I just I just and it goes, stuff. And literally, as soon as I threw it, I'm like, <clears throat> okay, <laughs> pick it up and try again. But like, I needed that stress relief. I was getting just so unbelievably stressed out. And it's the stupid thing. It's the Castlevania stuff mm-hmm. where like the weird jumps. Like, and if you jump, which even without knockback, like, thank you God still have I don't to have that. Perfect, but like, yeah. There's weird jumps and like, oh God, just if you've played any Castlevania or at least NES Castlevania games, it's, it's that kind of control feel to it. Um, it's good. It's definitely a good game. I like it. Um, I think unless I don't understand some of the trophies, I looked them up. They seem very doable. Assuming I can actually beat the game. Yeah. They seem doable. So. It's something I will probably get the platinum for because by the time I beat all the episodes, there's two trophies that kind of sound like they go hand in hand that I'm not entirely sure what there's they mean. episode two with the there's yeah. get the sword in episode episode two beat episode two with the sword and then there's 
beat episode two without getting the sword and then without beat doing stage episode select or something. ex or whatever yeah and three but whatever. then there's something about beat i can't even remember how it's worded oh, now you have beat to something only, with only zangetsu the last level i don't know if it's episode three or ex or whatever but it's yeah only you can't get off of zangetsu which tells me you have to beat it without dying because if you or you just right, that's if you the die one that as him, then you need to just jump in a cliff three more times and then beat Zangetsu again. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's the one that kind of confuses me. That may be the one that hangs me up if it's really that bad. But um, I don't know. What do you think? I really, really like it. I feel like I like it a lot more than the first one. But it See, could just be as of right bias. now. I feel like I like the first one better, and I think that may be that same bias because of how much this game is now frustrating me because i'm getting to the hard part yeah if you just had to beat the eight levels and then that was it when i started this game i'm like this is awesome <clears throat> and then i started getting frustrated and then i put it on casual mode and i'm like okay it's good again and then i beat it and then i realized holy crap there's i'm this nowhere near done end, i'm yeah. like this is awesome and then from there on out a little bit in two and definitely in three it just gets so hard that it's just it's gradually going down for me yeah. I do still want to try co-op because I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, really, I, I, I like it. I definitely like it. I really like it. Um, I love the bosses in this. It's the same thing as, like, the first one. The bosses are huge and ridiculous and beautiful, and there's no way they ever would have worked on the NES. There's no way. Um, for a while, I was thinking Dominique was my favorite character. Based on how the game ends in part one, I think what I thought before this game came out is right that I'm not going to say it, but the way episode one ends and it's like, Oh no. And then she's gone. I'm like, Oh, that leads into what I was thinking about. Cause I think it is Dominique and ritual of the night. I think so. I kind of want to go back and play. I kind of want to go back and play curse of the moon. I want to go back and play ritual. Yeah. But and you know I've what got, I mean? Because I've got of paper Mario, because coming. of how episode one ends. Yeah. But now that you do play as her again in this game, I'm like, well, maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> the story doesn't really matter. The game is just all about the gameplay with this. Yeah. Um, but I love that she can play like Shovel Knight. Although her pogo jump is tough, especially if there's some areas you're trying to get to where it's like candle, 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 ledge. If you don't jump at the perfect time off the ledge to get there, you're going to go like bing, bing, down a cliff. Like, yeah. You have to be perfect and it's not like it's it's again it plays like castlevania game when you jump you're jumping if you jump forward you can't move in the air or anything you jump you're 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 going and nothing's gonna stop you yeah uh i like robert i like how he can do the ranged attacks i don't remember anybody in the first one having ranged attacks what drives me nuts with him is when you shoot he's got to do his little his like reload thing and you can't do like there are times where i'm like I shoot at like the bigger like Mega Man type enemies. Yeah, and like I shoot him, and then I know they're gonna shoot like a projectile at me, so I want to jump. But I hit jump while he's like, so he doesn't do anything, and then I'm already trying to shoot again. But since he never jumped, now I'm, he's just standing there and shooting again, and he never jumped, and then I get hit and like stuff like that. But he's he's one of my favorites. I wish he had more HP, and I get why he doesn't because you can just be, attack yeah. from across the screen. But I like how everybody plays differently. The Metal Gear dog thing, Hachi. My problem with him is, and Jeremy Johns brought this up in his review, so I'm glad. At first, I thought I was crazy. I hate the way that thing controls. I try to do a regular jump, and it's like, I'm like, I didn't hold it. I did not hold it. I yeah, if you hold it. it any longer than 
than just than just literally a tap. He's floating. And now that and I you realized, can't, what I think would be nice is it should just be it should be a double tap, not a hold. Yes, you should hit it and then hit it again. And you can only hover at the peak of your jump. I want to be able to just jump and then start here. And yeah, hover. I and tried that one time with that. him falling off a ledge to get to an area. I was like, I'll fall and hover. Boom, yeah. dead. I'm like, well, all right, can't do that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but he does not control well, and it, it drives me nuts. Uh, I wrote down here, I don't remember which boss it is, but level seven boss is impossible, and I wrote down that it's definitely from Ritual of the Night. It might have been the Bloodlet Lady or whatever her name was, like an 8-bit Blood, version uh, of her. Bloodless. What was her Blood name? Star Beast. I can't remember. <laughs> and then I said level eight is ridiculous. Even playing through episode one, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I wrote down, holy crap, there's an episode two. I didn't know there was three more. I didn't know there was five friggin' episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to actually beat this game. But like I, I think you will. Because you've got unlimited trial. All you have to do is get to the checkpoint. Correct. There are yeah. so many times where I'm like I'm running. I'm down this. to just Hachi. All just I want to do triangle. is just go invincibility mode and just run and hope that I can get to the next checkpoint. And then if I die, at least I Who start cares? Over Jump there, off a so. cliff, start from new. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, though, man. The way you're talking about the final boss, I'm like, you're better at video games than me. I think you just need to be better prepared. Like, before you go to the last uh, level, okay. go back and do all the levels and take the opposite path. Take paths that you didn't take the first time and try to, to look get for the, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like that new sword. So I'm glad yeah, I just I exited know. out of that level. I was like, this thing sucks. I like it when Zangets can go or whatever when he does like the spin attack. Wait, so you don't have that times. sword. Huh? So you don't have the sword now? Oh, I did, but then Eliza woke up, so I quit. But I didn't, like it doesn't save in the level, so I'll start back at the beginning of that level. So if I just don't go to that path to get the new sword. So you won't go to episode three. You'll go to episode EX. Oh, son of a biscuit. That's how they do it? Okay. But, I mean, if you're on the Platinum, you got to do them both I eventually. Do them anyways, so. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't like that, Raymond. Because I like the attack pattern better before you get that thing. Even if it's not as powerful. And I, I don't really... I don't know. They, they don't explain it well at all. It's just like... They don't explain it at all. Like, yeah. Okay, now all I can do is... I'm this. like, cool. I'm like, well, this seems worse than the other one. What's, yeah, I thought maybe it would be bigger or fast or something. No, but it's just... Yeah, and and the jumping attack sucks when you don't do the overhead attack because I, that saves me so many times. If there's somebody that's above me that's dropping enemies down, you can jump and yeah. All right, you'll be in it. And I well, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of EX. I assume it's not as hard as three, but it also depends. I mean, you have the choice now. You can either go get the sword or ignore. Well, either the sword. way. If I want to beat it, and so really, I guess what it comes down to is if you beat the game, other than the the whole uh, Zangetsu on that one level, if you beat every episode in the game, you pretty much get the platinum. Is what that's it what it seems to. like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's doable, but it is frustrating. Well, you've already got one Bloodstained Platinum. You might as well get another one. That's the thing. I kind of feel like I should now. Was there a platinum for the? I mean, I got it on Switch, so it doesn't matter. But no, I think the original. I think you got a gold trophy for beating it or something, but there was no there was no platinum. Okay. But yeah, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon too. If you like old school Castlevania, you're probably already playing it. But if not, you should. Sean, yes. Do you want to get to the news of the week? Yes. 
All right. Ubisoft forward was today. <sighs> 45 minutes out of my life <clears throat> watching this damn thing. I didn't even watch. The first thing they showed was the one thing I wanted to see. <laughs> smell vision which was Watchdog's Legion. <laughs> its new release date is October 29th, and they said it is, quote, coming soon on Next Gen. It will be a free Next Gen upgrade on both PS5 and the Series X. And I wrote down here, like I tweeted earlier, in case you didn't know, Smart Delivery is a bunch of marketing BS and nothing else. It is so... They hyped up this Smart Delivery crap from day one with the Series X. Oh, all you need is buy one copy of the game and play it wherever you want. You get the op- thing that's best optimized for you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And everybody's like, when's Sony going to do smart delivery? What are they going to do about smart delivery? What's there going to be next year? When all along, in my mind, I was thinking, this is probably just like for Halo and Gears and Forza and whatever else that are Xbox Game Studios games. Right. Throughout this, the big three games that they talked about, Watch Dogs, Ass Creed, and Far Cry 6, they're all free upgrades on both the Series X and the PS5. (laughs) Smart delivery. I'm so glad you guys talked about it for so long. It's so dumb. Like like I was telling Jose on Twitter, I was like, Xbox cannot force, I mean, I guess they, they can, but it would be dumb of them to try to force third-party publishers and developers to just say, you get the Series X version for free. If they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. And that's all come to fruition. Like, it. it whatever. Um, you never started the timer. Yeah, but it's because we started right when I started the thing, so that's fine. Um, So, yeah, uh, Watch Dogs Legion still looks pretty cool. It doesn't look that impressive, which is what I thought was weird. It almost looks worse than when we first saw it like a year ago or (laughs) whatever it was, so I was kind of taken aback by that. Um, But it looks like more Watch Dogs. I still don't know that they're going to deliver on the whole you play as anybody premise. Um but also after Ubisoft Forward ended, a lot of people had their previews and Let's Plays and stuff go live with a preview build of Watch Dogs Legion. And one of the things I was listening to Yong Yan, yeah, he was saying one of the things that I kind of worried about is when you don't have a protagonist, when the protagonist is just like society, he's worrying that the storytelling and the narrative and everything won't hold up. Yeah. Which I do worry about that, but... At the same time, I'm like, I don't remember anything about the story of Watch Dogs 2 other than Marcus was like, they, they had like pre-crime or something in Watch Dogs 2 and he was profiled for something he didn't do and he wanted to get back at him. Whatever. It's GTA with hacking and it's way better than Watch Dogs 1. I love this game. I don't care about the story. Typically for me, I care about the story, but that was so much fun. I didn't care. So maybe it won't be a big deal in this one, but that is something that I worry about as well. Um the hacking puzzles are back, of course. The whole, like, flip this thing this way and make the blue line go red and go up to here and whatever. Um, they, they showed a bunch of different... Um, actually, I do kind of understand how they're going to pull off the whole play as anybody think because they've... It's almost like Dungeons & Dragons or, like, an RPG or something. They, they clearly have different... Every NPC is, is like, <coughs> a class 
of a character. Like there's construction workers who are good at melee and stuff and they can do whatever. And then there's like, you can be like a cop who can sneak into areas where the cops are. So you can get access without having to kill everybody in there. There's others that are like more on stealth. There's some that are NPCs that are great at controlling drones and they can take over bad guy drones and stuff like that. So it, I, I do see how they're going to make it work and maybe it's not as crazy as I initially thought it was going to be. Um, I'm still excited for it. I don't know that it's going to be my like game of the year or anything, but do you care anything about Watch Dogs Legion? I've never played any of them. I mean, it mine. sounds like it should be. You would have cool. a lot of fun with two. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I mean, and it was on Amazon this week for forty bucks, so I got the pre-order for that. And now that, now that I know it's not a PS5 launch game. And I'll be able to just upgrade it for free if I'm still playing it at that point, whenever it comes out. I'm like, yeah, what the heck? I'm just going to get it on PS4. It's 40 bucks. I got the pre-order. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I would enjoy it, but it's just there's just always so much more crap to play that I don't see it ever being at the top of my priority list. Well, especially when you got Paper Mario in a week. Well, yeah. Maybe Ghost for me. I don't know. I'm, I, don't I don't think you're gonna get. It. I don't think so. <laughs> if it's a 95 on Metacritic, I'll get it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, next up, they showed a crappy Tom Clancy mobile game. You can play Sam Fisher in it because that's the only time you're ever gonna get to play Sam Fisher again is in crappy mobile games. They showed Hyperscape, their new stupid uh, what's it called battle royale game. It's going into open beta only on PC right now. Okay. It, it just looks like an Overwatch clone to me. Why would you play this when you could just play Overwatch? Yeah. Then, of course, they showed Ass Creed Valhalla. It is coming out November 17th, and it is coming soon to Next Gen as well. And again, free Next Gen upgrades on both systems. Uh, I don't like what I saw. I don't know. It looks, of course, like more Assassin's Creed. Sorry, James Oler. It looks like more Assassin's Creed, but I don't like... Like, it's kind of cool how you can dual-wield weapons and stuff, and they added stuff into where you can, like, stun enemies and then take them out that way. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be more Assassin's Creed. And if Odyssey, if I was, like, 10 hours, eh, I don't know if I played that much, maybe seven, eight hours into Odyssey, and I was just like, this game's too big, I don't want to play this anymore. I can't see me being any different with this. You know, yeah. it's going to sell well because it's Assassin's Creed and it's coming out right when the new consoles are coming out, probably three days before the PS5 is my guess. Um, but do you care about Ass Creed Valhalla? I, to some extent, I'm not, I'm not like crazy excited about it, but it's almost like I'm excited because it just may by default be... <laughs> the first thing I'm playing on a PS5. Like, yeah. cause I don't know what else is going to be out around then. And I'm sure I would like it enough to, you know, have a good time playing it, but I'm not that crazy excited about it, I guess. Yeah. I'm good. I, I, I won't be playing it. Uh, and then they closed with one more thing, which it leaked multiple times over the week, over the weekend, uh, far cry six, Giancarlo Esposito is the villain Anton Castillo. Uh, it's coming out February 18th. I wrote down here they showed literally not one second of gameplay. No. Yeah. 
So it's set somewhere like in the Caribbean or something. He is a dictator. There's an over, like there's a revolution happening and everything. Giancarlo is Giancarlo. He's the friggin' man. He's awesome. He's, he's Gus in this and I <laughs> love it. I just don't get these things. And it's the same thing they did originally with, with Ask Creed Valhalla. Like cinematics are cool and stuff, but like, what the hell is the game? And I guess people would probably just say it's more Far Cry. But then I'm like, how many more Far Cries? Do First person, mayhem, shoot everything, set tigers free, and they run over elephants, and you can ride them and whatever. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, I thought it was super weird that they had like a five, six, seven minute trailer and not one second of gameplay. I mean, that just seems to be, you know, how things are done now. I don't really care for it, but especially when's it coming out? February. Hopefully around the time of Village. Resident Evil. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And maybe Horizon. I mean, I guess that's it's not that far off, but it's kind of far off. Maybe. I don't know. It's just going to be more Far Cry. And I haven't played the Far Cries because I... I I don't like first-person shooters, and I also don't like first-person games like this, which I guess technically it's a first-person shooter, but it's a first-person open-world shooter where you take over camps and everything. It's just like the whole Ubisoft formula over and over and over again. And obviously, they wouldn't make six of these things, seven, eight, nine, if you count spinoffs, if they didn't sell well and if people didn't like them. I just don't care, especially when you don't show literally any gameplay. I'm like, what, what the hell? Do I, what, what am I supposed to get excited about? Giancarlo's awesome. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's not going to sell me on it. No. And that was really it. There was no Splinter Cell, no Beyond Good and Evil 2. That game's just never going to happen. And I just it's just blah overall. It was just like, bleh. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch for a reason. It kind of, it sounds like exactly what I assumed it was going to be is exactly what it was. So, I don't know. Yep, no more, no less. I'm excited for Watch Dogs, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah. Next up, it was announced this week that Sony has bought 1.4% of Epic Games for $250 million. 1.4% for $250 million. I heard somebody say that that basically means Epic is valued at over $18 billion. Between Fortnite, the store, Unreal 5... That's crazy. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney has said that Sony began discussing buying its $250 million stake in the Fortnite creator after the Unreal Engine 5 PS demo. Unreal Engine 5 PS5 demo explaining, quote, I guess they liked it. Responding to concerns that there was a financial agreement made behind closed doors to ensure PS5 tech was used to showcase the UE5 demo, Sweeney countered by saying, quote, serious investment discussions, quote, end quote, began after the event so basically people were like oh no wonder they say the ps5 ssd is so much better than the xbox because sony was paying them 250 million dollars to say and he's like well no i mean we didn't even they liked the demo and they thought it was awesome then we started talking business so (laughs) trolls uh, the original story, so that was an update to the story. The original story goes like this. Sony has acquired a minority interest in Epic with a strategic investment of $250 million. Quote, Epic's powerful technology in areas such as graphics places them at the forefront of game engine development with Unreal Engine and other innovations. There's no better example of this than the revolutionary entertainment experience Fortnite. 
Sony President and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida said in a statement. Throughout our investment, we will explore opportunities for further collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to consumers and the industry at large, not only in games, but also across the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape. So uh, this was like, wow. They bought Insomniac Games, creators of Ratchet, Spider-Man, Resistance, Hello, among other things, for $229 million. They bought 1.4% of Epic wow. for $250 million. Now, the only thing I can think is maybe, like, so the way it works with Epic, if you use Unreal Engine, they let you use Unreal Engine for free to develop a game. However, if you publish said game, they get, I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's like 5% of lifetime revenue. Every time you sell a game, they get 5% no matter what in perpetuity. So you put that on top of them making Fortnite and rolling in money from that. Epic is literally like them and valve. They would really never need to make another game at this point. Um, yeah. The one thing I wonder is if Sony's buying them for unreal, not buying them, sorry, buying into them for unreal five. Maybe they want to get away from proprietary technology. Maybe there's something in the deal that we don't know about that says you don't have to pay us 5% because you paid us 250 million off the top. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's crazy. Eighteen billion, basically just from Fortnite. Uh huh. For like a free to play game, they're making they're now worth eighteen billion dollars. And they're not going anywhere. I mean, no. Fortnite's not going anywhere. So, I can't believe Fortnite is still as big a deal as it is. Nick tries to get on to know sometimes he's like well, I don't know why you still play Fortnite it's not even cool anymore man whatever I was like Nick <laughs> you realize it's still like the most played game and they're making hundreds of millions of dollars if not billions every month off of you guys buying season passes yeah whatever good for you Sony I hope it works out next up Sean Sony filed some interesting patents that might actually be for nothing but I hope they're for something. <laughs> a Sony patent has service suggesting that PS1, 2, and 3 games could be emulated via the cloud. First posted to Twitter by user Renka Schedule, the tweet can be translated into English, at which point it reads, quote, a large number of game titles across PS1, 2, and 3, and various generations of game consoles can be stored and used via the cloud gaming library. These games can be run on a virtual machine that mimics the operating system associated with each console. The accompanying image shows drawings of the PS1, 2, and 3 being emulated onto separate screens. It's not clear how this would be achieved or whether it is tied to the existing PlayStation Now system. It could be that the virtualized operating, operating system solution is a means of not having to build backwards compatibility technology into new hardware, although this isn't mentioned in the patent documents. Uh... This is funny to me because do you remember when we were talking not that long ago about backwards compatibility? And I was saying how they left this. Oh, oh it was when we did our prediction thing. So I might end up getting a point for this. <laughs> that they left all that black space because they're going to fill it in with three, two, and one. And I was like, maybe it's not just PlayStation now. But I was like, maybe there's something. Again, I'm in the Truman Show. Maybe there's some kind of cloud-like technology that can let you like download it and like it's on your system, but then it like kind of streams it to use the system or something. And now they've friggin' patented this like technology. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not getting my hopes up, but that would be awesome. In reality, if this is an actual thing, it probably just means they're going to put PS1, 2, I know it's already there, and 3 games on a PlayStation Now, but change the technology that works in PlayStation Now so it runs better or something. It's probably what it actually means. Are we ever going to be able to put in a PS1 disc into our PS5 and play it? Probably not. Or 2 or 3. Probably not. But just give us something. Even if some of these games I have to rebuy for not much money... That'd be great. Like, if I can play the Metal Gear Solid 3 HD collection on my PS5, hell yes. I would love to just go back through my PS2 and PS3 games and be like, holy crap, I forgot I had this. Yeah. And, like, there's probably all sorts of games that I would love to go. Jack and Daxter 1, 2, 3 right off the bat. Um, there's probably so many games that I would love to just go back and fire up again. But it just seems... As big of fanboys as we are of Sony, this should not be this complicated and this no. much of a long shot that this no. could actually happen. Like I agree. Backwards compatibility should not... Granted, I don't pretend to know what I'm talking about at all, but it seems like it should not be that complicated. It's it all sounds just... like it shouldn't be complicated at all, honestly. Right. But, I mean, clearly it is, or it is because of the way... Sony has done stuff, sell processor aside. Um, I don't know. This would just be a given. Everything should be backwards compatible. Nintendo, you should be able to play all yes. NES and SNES games It's not games just Sony online. screwing this up. This should not take like a month or several months just to be like, hey, here's two new games. Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't know. and Not to get too off track, but like, there's no way Nintendo couldn't just put their whole library on there. Of course. So what are they... It's not... You need... I don't understand what they could possibly have in mind for why they're doing it as such, like as slow of a rollout as they are. They're not increasing any subscriptions by rolling out three games every Yeah, it does nothing for months. them. Put it yeah. all out there, then yes. you'll get tons of subscriptions. It's and not you'll like, get people to stay, too. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. I do not. I I can't comprehend it. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Nope, and we're just talking NES and SNES. We're not even talking N64 or GameCube. Right. <laughs> right like, uh, God, you could fit the entire as an NES and SNES library on your phone. Why is this not just already out there on? Like clearly on they're the not hard to emulate because. <laughs> because literally everybody does it. <laughs> Thank you, Raspberry Pi. I don't know. Well, I hope we get freaking backwards compatibility. Yeah. I will applaud them if it happens, even though it should have happened like a decade ago. Next up, uh, Jeff Keighley released his, uh, what's it called? The final hours of Half-Life Alex this week. And we had some interesting tidbits that are really depressing for people. So let's talk through it. A new making of Half-Life Alex, a new making of four Half-Life Alex was revealed, has revealed a swath do you know how to spell swath? S-W-A-T-H. E. E. You didn't let me finish. Mm, I did. <laughs> I waited. Of games developed and shelved by Valve between the release of Half-Life 2, Episode 2, and I would Valve's think that would be swathe. Like or, bath versus bathe. That seems like that should be swathe. A swathe. <laughs> has nothing to do with it. But it ends in an E. <laughs> 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 
Estranged. He does have square pants. <laughs> he does have square pants. That list includes details on a version of Half-Life 3 that was in development for around a year, an open world Left 4 Dead 3, and an open world Left 4 Dead 3. Jeff Keighley's The Final Hours of Half-Life Alex is a multimedia making of the last installment in the Half-Life series. Think of it as an interactive storybook comprising 15 chapters of information about the creation of the game, including videos, minigames, and more. Within the story, Keeley reveals that at least five Half-Life games, five, not all of which are mentioned specifically in the text, were canceled between Episode 2 and Alex, along with a number of other projects, the most notable being a project officially referred to within Valve as Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3 was created in the Source 2 engine and drawing some gameplay inspiration from Left 4 Dead. I've never played it, so I don't know. The project known as Half-Life 3 would have used procedural generation between handcrafted story moments to create more replayable game. For instance, the game would generate a building and an object, such as rescuing a prisoner, then create a route through it and fill the building with enemies, meaning the section would always play out differently. That actually sounds pretty freaking cool. The team went as far as scanning Frank Sheldon, the actor whose likeness was used for the series' G-Man. However, the Source 2 engine was unfinished and the project, quote, didn't get very far before it was dropped. It was in development for around a year between 2013 and 2014. Left 4 Dead 3 was in the works, an RPG product just codenamed RPG, a bunch of other things, some spin-off Half-Life, Half-Life, Half-Life. <laughs> Half- I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Kevin Jesus Christ. Kevin.exe Half-Life, has, Half-Life, Half-Life. Kevin.exe has been canceled. Um, we don't need to read the rest of it, but like, this is cool to see, but this sucks to see. It's depressing, yeah. Like, what if there was a similar thing that came out and don't talk to Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 3, 3 remake. remake that was canceled? And, yeah, that sucks. But I do think, and some of the interviews with, with people that worked on Half-Life Alex is that they don't want this to be the end of Half-Life. They do want to keep working on it. And some people have mentioned Half-Life 3, but like, I I just, I don't know that, I still don't think we ever actually get it. The only thing I can think is that with as big as Half-Life Alex has been, maybe they'll be like, oh, people do people still do want more yeah. Half-Life. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. That's it for the news. Let's get to the wrap-up, Sean. What do you think about this? Sony revealed the PlayStation 5 barks... barks. Kevin's crashing. I'm so tired. Box <laughs> art with Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think it looks like a box. I don't know why you go with such a radical redesign of your system yes. just to have the game box be identical, but ooh, we make it white at the top. <laughs> Black like, and white instead of... I don't even know what the hell it looks... Is it white and blue now? It's I white and blue. Know. It's yeah. white text on blue. Now it's black text on white. I think the thing that's weird is that the box is still blue. It should have yeah. been white or black. The blue is just like... Mm, I think blue. making it white, A, would look... It would match the system, and... Yeah, it would just fit the the motif better rather than having like PS3. It was a black box. Well, no, it was a clearish box. I'm trying to think of what PS3 looks. Some like. random number just sent, sent me a picture. Said Tippin in the Flow Music presents Blazin in Dub. Executive producer <laughs> Mike Tip <laughs> from a random number. <laughs> what in the blue hell? 
Who are you? 702-832-9085. Who are you? <laughs> if you're watching, you have the wrong number. Weird. Okay, um, continue. I don't even know what it is. Oh, yeah. Three... I think three was what, like the clearish box. It was clearish whitish. With at like first black. They had, well, at first they had the Spider-Man font up the side saying PlayStation 3. And then when they got away from that and went to the PS3, when they did the slim version, they got away from the Spider-Man font. Then the box has changed. But yeah, overall, yeah. I think the PS4 boxes are beautiful. The blue looks nice. It's just, it works. Yeah, there's like synergy with the colors on it. This is just weird. Like the box should have been black or white. It doesn't make yeah. sense to have it blue. Yeah, it's just weird. At the end of the day, I don't, I, really yeah, I don't care. care. I'm like, going to open it. I'm going to play the game. And then when I'm done, I'm going to put it in the closet and be done with it. Yeah. So I don't care. Yeah, it means nothing to me, but I just think it's weird. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> oh, there is a report going out. I didn't write this down here because I don't believe it. And by the time this posts, it'll be, I'm sure, proven false. There's an industry insider that has leaked a lot of things before and been very accurate in some of his predictions. And he's saying that we're going to find out tomorrow, Monday morning, overnight, they're going to release pricing and the release date for the PS5. And say when pre-orders will go up. I'm like, I doubt that, but it's out there. So I'm sure it's old news by the time you guys are listening or watching this or hearing this. Uh, But Sony, there are reports going around that Sony has held back on first party and third party reveals for an August state of play. We've heard that for a long time now. I really think that's when we're going to get the price, the date, and pre-order information is when this August state of play happens. That Yeah, that sounds much But that is cutting it pretty, pretty close. If it's coming out in November, that's three months. No, that's a big if. We don't know that. That's true. They keep <laughs> saying holiday. I mean, it could be October for crying out loud. Yeah. Super Hot Mind Control Delete was announced. It is out July 16th. It is free to you if you buy Super Hot before July 16th. So now are you going to make the jump? <sighs> I just have so much stuff to play. I know, but you just buy it, stash, and then you got two Super Hots for the price of one. Yeah, I don't know why I said it with that inflection. I don't know. I don't know enough about the sequel. It's just more super hot. I thought I heard that it was like different somehow. It might be. I just I don't have a VR, so I, I mean, even know. if it is just more super hot, it's the kind of thing that like it seems fun, but I don't know. It's a lot more fun when you've got a room of people watching you or when you're streaming with super hot, as opposed to me just standing alone in my living room, like. <laughs> Like, I don't know. All of a sudden, Murphy jumps up. <laughs> Abby jumps on your head and tries to rip <laughs> the headset off. Uh, Mafia, the definitive edition, has been delayed until September 25th. So there's that. And that's like a full remake of the Mafia game. The, the screenshots leaked a while ago. It looks amazing. WWE 2K Battlegrounds, the wrestling game that nobody wanted, is out September 18th. It can't be worse than WWE 2K20, at least. I don't know. Ugh. Just make No Mercy 2. Right. Like, if you're getting away from, like, simulation style and you're going just full-on arcade, just give us No Mercy. But don't give us this with, like, fireballs and crocodiles and, like, lightning bolts and stuff. Just give us New Mercy. New, new Mercy. No Mercy. <laughs> A new No Mercy. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, call it New Mercy. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> that actually be a cool band name, I think. New Mercy. New Mercy. <laughs> Newfound Mercy. <clears throat> nope. 
Uh, PlayStation Now is adding Watch Dogs 2. It'll be available there until October 5th. Street Fighter 5 and Hello Neighbor. So that's cool. The Hello Neighbor. Were you still over at wherever we were? Paul's, I guess. No, but I've heard it's like a horror game or something. It's, yeah. It's like, um, it's like, it's very cartoony looking, but yeah, you're like spying on your neighbor and you're like trying to sneak into their house and do stuff. And if they see you, they chase you and you got to run away. It's so it's like stealthy to some extent. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It looked, it looked cool, but no, I was gone long gone way before then. Yeah. And then the last item here, we alluded, alluded to this earlier. I can't talk today and I'm not even drinking. I'm just <laughs> tired. Switch Online updates. The Super Nintendo is getting Donkey Kong Country. Why the hell hasn't it already been there? As well as Natsume Championship Wrestling, which looks fun. But it's nobody I know, so I'm not going to play it. And then the NES got... (laughs) (laughs) The NES got The Immortal. Which I heard Damon talking about on GameScoop today. That it's a port of a PC game. It was super violent where you're like a wizard and like... Back then for like 1988, 89, it had some crazy death animations of like wizards' heads exploding and stuff. They had to take all that out when it came to the NES. It also got ported to the Genesis, but never to the Super Nintendo. But it's like a like an isometric kind of... Oh, what is what are, what are those games that were out on PC way back when? Some kind of like strategy game or something um, that he thinks it's cool but i'm definitely never ever gonna play it but again like you said what the hell is nintendo doing with the online and like a the rate at which they're coming out and b just the random obscure type like give us the big games and then move on to this crap like why do we have that but we don't have donkey Kong country two three well i was thinking and yes but yeah like I don't know. I, I just, I don't get it. There's no reason. There's no reason. Just put everything out there and be done with it. Well, that was a nice, short, and sweet episode for us. Typically, we go almost twice as long sometimes. <laughs> but that's it for episode 190. Thank you guys so much for being here. As you know, you can find us at nerd901.com, where they are connecting nerds across the Mid-South and the multiverse. Also, check out Ernie, the Blur Without Fear, at youtube.com slash blurwithoutfear and twitch.tv slash blurwithoutfear. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together we're at 2 Blair underscore co-op. Uh, YouTube, audio services around the multiverse. Facebook, if we ever decide to go over there again and all that other stuff. Uh, we got a new like the other day on Facebook, but I never got to see I didn't see that. Or maybe I just saw it and it was like a one view and I just didn't read it. That's yeah, probably what we got a new like. Thank you. If you're watching, um, but yeah, that's it for episode 190. Uh, come back later this week if you've either beaten The Last of Us Part Two or if you don't care about spoilers and nerd out with us about that. God dang it, nerd, hot, out, nerd hot out with dang. us, hot dying. <laughs> Until that time, Sean, please God, take us out. Thank you for playing. <laughs>